our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, y'all. My name is Mary. I have just perfect, gorgeous, and healthy hair. And not just on my head. I'm actually talking about my eyebrows and eyelashes. My parents gifted me with great genetics. My hair is now below my knees. There's just one but. I've been wanting to cut my hair off for a long time. It's been bothering me a lot. I can't sleep well. It clings everywhere. If I don't have it in a tight bun, besides, it is very heavy. Recently, I saw a haircut in a magazine, a very short one, and I fell in love with the image, especially since the girl in the picture looked so much like me. When I think about changing my hairstyle, I have a terrible picture in my mind from my childhood. When I was five years old, my mother took me to the hairdressers. I didn't want to cut off my beautiful hair, so I twirled like a whirligig. At the same time, the hairdresser tried to do her job and cut my ear with the scissors. There was a lot of blood. My mother and I left there with a scandal, and I never went to that place again. As you can imagine, it was severe psychological trauma, and the same fear now prevents me from getting rid of my hair. Also, it brings me a good profit. Of course, I don't sell it for wigs. Just the other day, I was approached on the street by a very handsome guy. As it turned out later, Maverick is the son of the director of a large company that makes hair care cosmetics, and he offered me and my hair to be the face of their company. Your hair is just gorgeous. I noticed you in the crowd right away. Say yes. I don't know. I've never worked as a model. Honestly, I was going to cut it off soon. That's just a crime. You shouldn't do that. We're willing to pay you a lot of money. How much do you want? Well, I'm thinking $5,000 a week. I'll pay you more, if you can start today. It's not every day you get an offer like that, and I understood that and immediately said yes. Later, Maverick sent a message that a car and driver would come to pick me up at 7 p.m. and take me to the right place. Of course, I was a little apprehensive. The first man I met, apparently rich, had offered me a job. Or maybe it was dangerous. But my curiosity got the better of me. At seven sharp, I was ready for the meeting. I put on my best dress and braided my long hair. An expensive black car pulled up in front of my house. We drove for a long time. The road was deserted and dark. It looked like we were driving somewhere out of town. I was just starting to feel uncomfortable when I heard, We're here, from the driver's seat. 
I got out of the car and was just in shock. The place seemed fabulous, unreal to me. There was a huge mansion in front of me, like an ancient castle. I wondered what kind of Dracula dwelling this was. What if something were to be done to me? But my thoughts were interrupted by Maverick, who came out to meet me. Mary, hello. I'm pleased to welcome you to my family estate. Honestly, I was a little scared. I thought I was about to be taken to some strange place. <laughs> I apologize if you were afraid. It's okay. Well, how can you get mad or offended when such beautiful gray eyes look back at you? We went inside. It was so beautiful. Huge, shiny chandeliers everywhere, wooden and expensive furniture. Everything was tastefully designed. Maverick took me downstairs to the basement. It turned out that he had set up a special room there for photo shoots, professional equipment, and lots of people who work there. Just recently, my father let me work in the firm and commissioned me to promote a cosmetics line for hair. So, I just have to pose for pictures? That won't be enough. Such gorgeous hair has to be seen by everyone. We'll use you for TV commercials as well. And that's where my career started. For a while, I even forgot that I wanted to cut my hair. Maverick admired it so much. He even looked at me like I was an angel. I started spending a lot of time with him, during and after work. That's how I knew I was in love and I wanted to be with him forever. But later, a series of strange events began happening. Okay, they weren't just strange, they were frightening. One day after filming, I went into my dressing room and saw a sign on the mirror that said, Stay away from Maverick. I was completely puzzled. What did it mean? I didn't tell anyone at the time what had happened, but I looked more closely at Maverick. There was nothing unusual about his behavior. He was as beautiful and gallant as ever. We went on dates, went for walks, and spent a lot of time together. One day I decided to talk to him about the fact that I wanted to cut my hair. Why? It's so beautiful. Especially if you cut it off, how will you advertise our product? You only like my hair? Or maybe you think that girls with short hair don't need care? That's not what I mean. Why get rid of something that makes you money and makes you special? That night, I didn't tell him anything else, but I realized he was only attracted to my hair, and what I was so proud of became even more of a drag for me. Since that conversation, Maverick and I had grown distant. We talked less, and he even started missing days of filming. It was like he was trying to avoid me. But his assistant, Erica, was around a lot. I never liked her. I felt like she looked at me as the enemy, but there was no reason for that. I became terribly jealous, so I decided to completely ignore Maverick. Are you doing this out of spite? What? You ignore me. You ignore me all the time. You chose to ignore me yourself. I needed time to think, and I realized that I like you, and not because of your beautiful hair, but because you're a wonderful person, and I feel good around you. Naturally, all doubts immediately receded into the background. After that photo shoot, Maverick took me home. When I started to walk inside, I noticed a strange figure in the shadows, but I didn't pay attention. Then, when I opened the door, I felt a blow to my head, and everything fell into darkness. I woke up in the hospital. 
My head was killing me, and Maverick was sitting next to me. I could see he was worried sick. I was getting scared for myself. Good thing it wasn't anything serious, and I got better quickly. Everyone assumed that they were just trying to rob me, but the neighbors scared them off. After treatment, I went back to work. Everything went on as usual, except that I had a constant feeling of anxiety. For some reason, I felt like I was being watched. After another day of work, I went into my dressing room. I heard that someone locked the door from outside. I started knocking and shouting, but no one came. I got scared, so I started calling out for Maverick. Silence! What on earth is going on here? Then the lights went out, and I was left in complete darkness, and I could smell something burning. A fire! God, how am I going to get out of here now? I kept pounding on the door, and the smoke was beginning to seep through the cracks. I couldn't breathe. Somehow, I managed to find a small ventilation grate. I couldn't help it. It was the only way to escape. I climbed up on a chair to reach the opening, and I almost made it, except I got my hair caught in it. I don't know what it was. There was so much smoke. To escape, I had to take scissors from the table and cut it off. I managed to break free. I ended up in the photography studio, with all the staff and Maverick running around. He was screaming for me, looking for me with his eyes, and when he saw me, he ran up and gave me a big hug. Are you all right? I was afraid you were hurt. Someone had locked the dressing room door. I couldn't get out. Oh my god, why would somebody lock you in there? I don't know, and I'm really scared. What's going on? A fire started. Someone in the hallway threw a cigarette butt into the trash can that was right outside the dressing room. I started looking for you, but I couldn't find you. The door was locked, so I thought you'd gone outside. He hugged me even tighter, and I didn't let go all night. Later, when security started checking the surveillance video, it all made sense. It turned out that Erica had set the fire. I couldn't understand why she was so mad at me. Maverick told me that after she was confronted with evidence, she admitted that she'd been in love with him for a long time, and she'd always hoped that they could be together. Until I showed up. So Erica decided to eliminate me, trying to build her beautiful future that way. Not only did that crazy woman almost kill you, set fire to our office, what did she do to your gorgeous hair? I'm not worried. Besides, I wanted to change my hair. I understand, and I love you anyway. So let's go to the salon and get you the haircut you want. Now I'm promoting a line of short hair care cosmetics, and I like my new look better than the previous one. My hair is still perfect. I was prepared to not leave my room. I thought I'd have to hide from the boys forever, who were circling around me like wasps around jam. Do you think it's great to be the center of guys' attention? Unfortunately, everything comes with a price. Hi, my name's Elizabeth, and I'll tell you how all the boys at our school suddenly fell in love with me. I live in a small town in New England with my parents and my little sister, Carmen. Out of the two of us, I've always been the ugly duckling, and Carmen, the princess. I had to wear glasses because of my bad eyesight and braces to fix my bite. That's why I was always laughed at. Carmen, on the other hand, was a real beauty. Everyone adored her. It so happened that I was always in my younger sister's shadow. Maybe it annoyed me at first, especially when no one came to my birthday party. But then I accepted it and thought that popularity is a fickle thing. By ninth grade, 
I got used to my outcast image and always dressed in black. Elizabeth, why didn't you want to dress like the other girls? My mother wondered, because life is meaningless and cruel, and black reflects that best. My mom would usually stop talking after that, and prefer to switch the discussion to a more cheerful topic. Shopping, for example. As for my sister, most of the time, she didn't notice me. And at school, she preferred to say that I was her cousin from Europe. Guys kept ignoring me, as if I were invisible. I didn't get too upset, and generally, consider them to be a burden. But my friend Patricia didn't agree with me. She could talk about guys for hours, knew everything about them, gossip, rumors, their secrets. It was often difficult to stop her. Bob Richardson seems to have been injured and will probably be off the team. I think his ratings would plummet immediately. Patricia was obsessed with ratings. Both of us were far from the top of her charts, but Patricia kept her head up. I can assure you that this year, our rankings will go up. After all, Susan gained a lot of weight, and Veronica's transferred to another school. Although, we got a new upstart, Jenny. But either way, this year won't be like last year. I didn't care about the ratings. I was just going with the flow. What difference does it make, Pat? I used to say, everything will change when we get to college. Here, we're the nerds, and there, we'll be the real queens. I know, but I'd like to be a queen now. She sighed dreamily. I wasn't into flashy clothes or jewelry or makeup, but Patricia convinced me to stop by a store and pick out a perfume. A little bit of jasmine and everyone would be crazy about us. The story was small and barely noticeable from the street. No one was inside, except a strange man in a cab near the cash register. He looked more like a magician than a perfume salesman. While Patricia was choosing a perfume, he came up to me and said, I know exactly what you need. You do? Absolutely. I can pick out a client's perfume just by looking at them. And what do I need? A little love, said the salesman and handed me a bottle. I shook my head, wanting to see that I did not need the perfume. It's on the house. The man in the cab dismissed my objection. If you don't like it, you can return it. I was about to say no again, but Patricia grabbed my arm and hissed. What are you doing? Take it. It'll definitely improve your rating. Your friend knows what she's talking about. The salesman smiled at me. I reluctantly took the perfume and put it in my purse. It was weekend the next day. I was spending it alone. As usual, lying in bed, scrolling through my Instagram feed, sharing memes with Pat. Then, I painted my nails black. And then, I noticed my new perfume. I only wanted to smell it. Maybe love was hidden inside the bottle. I sprayed it on my wrist and sniffed it. The smell was... strange. Unlike anything I'd ever smelled before. No, I'm still the same old Elizabeth. I said out loud in frustration. No love here. The next morning... When the alarm clock went off, and it was time to get up. I didn't immediately notice the change. I went downstairs to eat breakfast. Mom and Dad were in the kitchen, and my sister was still in bed. Mom made me pancakes, and then she asked me in surprise. Elizabeth, where are your glasses? I touched the bridge of my nose. They were gone, but I could see so clearly, as if I had perfect vision. I guess I don't need them anymore. I said in shock. I got dressed put some perfume on my neck, and ran to school. Dylan Morin, the hottie from my class, was standing on the school steps. When he saw me, he smiled and said, Hey, you look great. Hi.
I said, embarrassed. You too. I didn't know what was going on. Maybe he was just messing with me, and I actually had toothpaste smeared on my cheek. It's just that Dylan never talked to me. When I sat down at my desk, I was surrounded by a bunch of guys, and everyone was saying something to me. Hey, what's up? Betty, you look amazing today. Black suits you. The bell rang, and they finally left me alone. I breathed a sigh of relief. Maybe it was just a prank. Someone probably decided to play a joke on me and convinced the boys to be a part of it. During class, a note landed on my desk. Betty, I like you. Would you like to go to the movies? Darren, that was too much. At recess, I found Patricia and told her everything. It's weird, but your ratings have skyrocketed today. I don't care about ratings. I snapped. I'm being chased by boys. As I said that, I looked around and saw all these guys staring at me in a weird way. I think it's cool. Pat shrugged. By the way, are you wearing your contacts? No, I can see fine now without my glasses or contacts. At home, Carmen came up to me. Hey, weirdo, what did you do? I hear the guys are all over you. I didn't do anything. Sure thing, you must be up to something. Stay away from Nigel. Carmen gave me a stare and walked out of the room. A couple of days later, I had a dentist appointment. After looking at the state of my teeth, he said in astonishment, Hmm, you have a perfectly healthy bite now. So I don't have to wear braces? Yes, we'll take them off now. But it's really strange. I've never seen any teeth fall back into place so quickly. I was so relieved. Although I got used to wearing braces, I couldn't say I liked them. The food always got stuck in them, and I looked like Frankenstein's monster. But there was something else mixed in with the joy. Fear. I didn't know what was going on. I had a normal bite, good eyesight. And now, guys were all over me. That seemed like a lot of coincidences for a few days. The girls at school had all sorts of theories about the boys' interest towards me. Collective insanity, a love potion, magnetic storm. But no matter how they described it, the fact remained the same. Boys were literally stalking me. Nigel, my sister's boyfriend, was no exception. He was waiting for me by the entrance. Betty, you look so beautiful today. How could I not see it before? I don't know. You're dating my sister, and you're always at our house. Exactly. I was blind. Oh my god. Not that, please. Betty, would you like to go out sometime? Sorry, I'm in a hurry. This is the last thing I need. If Carmen finds out about this, I'm dead. I ran home and locked myself in my room, as if my house was a fortress that was about to be stormed by hordes of guys who were in love with me. But is it all real? There must be some kind of magic involved. Nigel's pursuit didn't stop the next day. He followed me around and tried to get me to go out with him. What about Carmen? I turned around and said, You don't like her anymore? I do. He mumbled uncertainly and then added, It's just that you're different. So what did you decide? Will you go out with me? No. I answered firmly and pushed him aside. Remember that and stay away from me. But Nigel didn't want to listen. When Carmen and Nigel were at our house together, he sneaked out and came into my room. Hello, Betty. I've been thinking about you. I sighed heavily. Nigel, why can't you leave me alone? 
Because I love you. He came closer and took my hand. I was about to yank it out when my sister showed up in the doorway. What's going on here? She screamed angrily. It's not what you think. I tried to explain, but Nigel interrupted me. Please forgive me, Carmen, but I love your sister. What? That's ridiculous. Carmen was furious. How could you? She slammed the door and ran out of the room. I pushed Nigel out into the hallway and in despair just collapsed on my bed. Why is this happening to me? I should have been happy because the guys were crazy about me. But it only gave me a headache, just like I thought it would. It became impossible to be at school. All the girls whose boyfriends were circling around me joined forces against me while the guys were giving me gifts, asking me out on dates. The girls declared a war on me and wanted to get me kicked out from school. And the leader of this hostile squad was, of course, my sister. During the confrontation, I lost a couple of locks of hair and some of my shirts were now covered in paint. Patricia was the only one who wasn't discouraged. Your rating is somewhere around here now. She pointed to the chart. This is what I call the death zone. It means that your enemies outnumber those who like you. Cool, so I'm in the death zone. Yeah, but you got a lot of guys now. I didn't have enough space in my room for all the presents. At school, all the girls looked at me with anger and jealousy in their eyes. And my sister was the main enemy. I know why he took Nigel away from me. She told me as I stood by my locker. You were always jealous of me. I wasn't jealous. And I didn't steal Nigel away from you. I don't like him at all. He's always following me around like a stalker. Telling me how pretty I am. Shut up! Shouted my sister. I won't leave it like this. I was getting awfully sick of it all. I was not used to being the center of everyone's attention. I was flattered by the attention, but there was something off about it. I tried to figure out what was wrong. It was just that one day, the guy started going crazy about me. Everything was normal the day before. I went for a walk with Patricia. We stopped at a perfume store. <gasps> perfume! I exclaimed. What was that strange man in the hat saying? Something about love and what I was missing. I decided to go to that store right away. It wasn't that easy to find. I circled that block for two hours. I walked up and down, counted all the signs, and when I got desperate, I spotted a very strange sign. There was no business name. Just the slogan, We'll grant your every wish. I went inside. Behind the counter was the man in the hat. Ah, the girl who lacked love. He greeted me. How are you doing? Is this you're doing? All the boys are following me. They're literally obsessed with me. Maybe the concentration is too high. He scratched the back of his head. Can you fix it? It's very easy. Just stop using perfume and gradually everything will go back to the way it started. But are you sure that's what you want? Oh yes, I can't take it anymore. I handed him the perfume. It's your decision. He smiled, taking the bottle from my hands. But if anything, you know where to find my store. I walked out of the store and sighed with relief. In a few days, the number of my admirers dropped by half. A week later, no one noticed me. Not even Nigel. It's a shame that your rating is back to the same level. Patricia pointed at the chart. At least I'm not in the death zone. My sister stopped being mad at me. 
after Nigel came crying to Carmen, and she forgave him. The other girls have also cooled down, and were no longer willing to kick me out of school. I was back to my old self. Even my glasses were back where they used to be. At least now, I know what it's like to be adored by everyone. I can deny that at times, it was enjoyable, but definitely overwhelming. I'd rather be myself. Would you be able to enjoy life with so many enemies and admirers? How would you use the perfume? Post your comments. I'm very curious to know. The teacher's eye twitched nervously when he looked at me. I stood in front of him, nervously rubbing my notebook. The girls were whispering and laughing, but the boys were ready to eat me up with their amorous stares. Katie, I have never seen a student like you. The teacher's voice quivered. Either you answer my question or you go straight to the principal. I squealed like a mouse. The boys were all gasping with emotion, and there was hysterical laughter among the girls. It was the toughest test I'd ever had. Hi, my name is Katie, and I'm actually a genius, but I have to pretend to be stupid to get guys to like me. Before this school year, I went to another school, and I had my picture up on all the honor boards. I could compete with a lot of the teachers in terms of knowledge, and our physicist even quit after arguing with me and threw a real tantrum on the principal. After fifth grade, I stopped doing homework altogether because I was so good at it, and I had a place at Yale already secured. But my life wasn't like a fairy tale. I guess it's no secret that guys don't like girls who are too smart. I have a beautiful appearance, but my intelligence scared away all the admirers. When I was on another date, I'd get a little carried away and I'd start discussing the stages of evolution, the boundaries of the universe, or the splitting of atoms. The guys would just blow right off, and they wouldn't even talk to me at school. But I wanted love so bad, more than anything. So, when I got transferred to a new, better school in the state, I decided to change my life. Why do I need brains that outshine my beauty? I want a boyfriend, I want dates and attention. So, I decided to play dumb and according to my calculations, it was going to help me. The first day, I went to school as a living doll. The guys were drooling, but the girls were a little wary. I'm a quick thinker, so I went straight to the breach. Walking down the corridor, I supposedly tripped next to a handsome man, and he just happened to catch me. Baby, are you okay? He played with his eyebrows. Wow, you're strong. I squeezed his biceps. Are they made of steel? I just work out a lot. He answered proudly. And I drink protein. Do you drink them right? How much protein do you consume? What's your protein base? And is it certified? The guy's look immediately changed. He was batting his eyes stupidly. And I think he froze. I'm getting carried away again. What the hell was that curse? Okay, that was a slip. But I almost made it. I decided to change tactics and try my luck with a smarter guy. After picking the best-looking one in biology class, I paired up with him. Everything was going great. I was dumb as hell, and he felt like a real hero. He even put his palm on mine. It took my breath away. But what is he doing? This isn't right at all. I took the guy's microscope away. Are you an idiot? It's so clear. What the hell did you write? Katie, I... 
the poor guy started stuttering, and I started to rewrite the whole thing in a frenzy. And by the time I realized what I'd done, the guy had already run away. And from that moment on, he was on his way to avoid me. What a genius idiot I am. Even zombie wouldn't eat my brain. I'm too smart. But I invented a new tactic, and I joined the company of beautiful fools. Around them, the guys walked like a herd of buffalo at the watering hole. I couldn't understand how it was possible. Even cats are smarter than these girls. Even my microwave knows more tasks than they do. The only thing that saved me was that I am a fast learner and could adapt to their strange behavior. Pretty soon, I could pretend to be so stupid that my brain was catching critical errors. And it worked. I was hit on by a real hottie. Pete and I went on a date, and this strong man was literally carrying me in his arms. I had never heard so many compliments about myself before. One day, he took me to the gym to show how strong he was. Wow, what a barbell. I went over to the dumbbells and looked at them stupidly. It's dumbbells, he proudly announced and hugged me. You don't know anything about it, do you, cat? No, will you show me? Sure, baby. That's a kettlebell. He held up a huge kettlebell, and I was fascinated by his muscles. And this is where I set my record. No one can beat me. Pete went over to the weight machine, set his maximum weight, and pushed the lever as hard as he could. I'm super-powered, you know? I'm like Superman. And then I started shaking with anger. My brain was screaming, and it became hysterical. Even my eyes went black. Superman, that's just leverage. I went over to the simulator. I made the lever longer, and I adjusted it. And then I put my little weight on it and did the same thing Pete did. It's basic physics. What is wrong with you, Pete? How can you be so stupid? There was laughter from all sides of the guys. Pete's lip trembled, and he ran away. And I slapped my forehead with my palm. I'd ruined it again. I was already desperate, thinking it was all useless. Plus, my studies made my teachers furious. I came in here with the best performance, but in reality, I couldn't solve an elementary example because of my disguise. My parents were hysterical, and I made up stupid excuses. I was getting ready to get smart, but then I met Caleb a musician from the parallel class with an angelic voice. He was incredibly handsome and cool, though he was on the verge of dropping out. I don't need to study. I'm a musician. He was saying, but Caleb was so charming that I fell in love. He wooed me beautifully, composed songs, and gave me the most unforgettable dates. You're so good to me, Cat. You're so simple, not like those nerds. I hate nerds, I murmured, melting in his arms. I was finally done messing things up. My brain was just shutting down from love. But at the end of the semester, the midterm test began, which brought me back from the dream world. Caleb was so bad at studying that he wasn't even bothered. He'd be expelled for sure, and so would I. The teachers wanted to get rid of me on principle and wrote angry messages to my previous principal. Yeah. I really screwed him over. He vouched for me. So, in another algebra class, I got axed with an elementary question. Caleb was staring at me with love, and the teacher was freaking out. 
boyfriend, or career. A choice that seemed impossible to me. That's where I started my story. Sit down, cat, the teacher said nervously. You can go right after class and sign the expulsion papers. No! I came up to the blackboard. Give me your tasks, all of them. And I solved them all by writing all over the blackboard and even the wall. The kids looked at me with their mouths open, and it was like the teacher saw a ghost. Lesson after lesson, I amazed everyone. I pulled all my grades in just a few days, and the teachers, even the principal, saw me as a real treasure. But Caleb wasn't thrilled. So you're a nerd, he said disappointedly. Yes, but we're good together. You lied to me. You're a crammer, cat. I don't mess with nerds. You're a fool. I got angry. You'll get expelled. You won't even be able to play music. All the rock stars were nerds. He retorted. When? The 80s? Ow. This is the 21st century. Give me a break, cat. You have homework to do. He left. And I was filled with anger. How could he treat life like that? He'll ruin himself and be nothing. I stormed into his rehearsal room, blazing with anger. Come here, I said sternly and dragged the boy by the hand. What, are you out of your mind? Just drop your guitar already. I was as unstoppable as a snow avalanche. When I took Caleb back to my house, I locked the room where my books were already prepared. Cat, are you out of your mind? Sit down and listen. I sat down next to him, textbook in hand. Get away from me, why are you doing this? Because I love you, you fool. I won't let you get kicked out of school, understand? I'm not gonna read any stupid textbooks. You won't, just listen. You're a musician and you're better at hearing information. That's why it's hard for you to memorize lyrics. I made Caleb listen to himself. We took breaks for tea and conversation. And then I'd go back to hammering it into him. The kid didn't like it, but I managed to teach him for days at a time. Cat, that's it, that's it, I don't like it. Okay, I crossed my arms around my chest. My anger, overwhelming. School's not my thing, Cat. Yeah, you're better off living with your parents until you're old. Work at the diner, play guitar in your spare time. Maybe even play at a cafe or two. Good luck, Caleb. When he left, I cried. I'd fallen in love for the first time, kissed for the first time, and he ruined everything. When he gets expelled, we'll never see each other again. He doesn't want someone like me. And I guess it wasn't love for him. For a week straight, all I listened to was the song that Caleb had dedicated to me. And then, in a heartbreak, I deleted it. I made my choice. But as soon as I did, I heard the same song from across the street. Caleb! I almost fell out the window. I'm sorry, cat. I'm an idiot. Caleb put the guitar down, and then he showed me his textbooks. I don't want to drop out of school, because that's where I see you. I love you, cat. Will you help me pass my exams? I was so happy. I was ready to fly. In the evenings, I saw Caleb on my own, and at night, I recorded audio lessons for him. When he couldn't come to class, He'd listen to my voice on his headphones and learn. Even when he was driving his car around town, I could hear my voice through the speakers. It was exam day, and I couldn't help myself. I gave my boyfriend a big kiss. You can do this, Caleb. Just know that I love you. 
While we waited for the test results, Caleb wasn't himself. The teachers and principal just chuckled indulgently. And they were surprised he was still in school. Even his friends were convinced that he was going to get kicked out of school. But worst of all, Caleb himself was sure of it. Classes with you were the best time of my life, he said. Caleb looked at me sadly. Thank you, Cat. I won't forget that. I burst into tears, thinking this was the end of our relationship. The next morning, after a sleepless night, I heard screams under the window. It was Caleb, and he looked like a happy puppy, not a badass rocker. I passed the test, Cat. I'm staying in school. We can keep our hands off each other for days with joy. Finally, my intelligence was able to help me get on with my personal life and also help the person I love. Even now, Caleb often listens to my records and learns new things, but he doesn't forget about music either. Guys, if you think being smart is a curse, give it up. Intelligence can give you so much more than popularity in school. Don't sacrifice your future for supposed fame. Are there any of you who suffer because of your intelligence? Share your stories in the comments. Like and share this video with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe to our channel and click the bell. I woke up to a loud pop. Frightened, I called out for my boyfriend. Tom? Tom? But Tom wasn't there, so I had to find out what had happened. I cautiously looked through the window. I saw my boyfriend coming down the drain pipe, and some girl was loading bags into it. One of the bags burst, and our family jewels scattered all over the pavement. You can't imagine how shocked I was. Tom, what's going on? I yelled. The guy, meanwhile, jumped to the ground, walked over to the girl, and kissed her defiantly. Then he shouted, I used you to steal your family's money. The whole world came crashing down at the same moment. Tears rolled down my face. Stop. You probably don't know what's going on at all, do you? Let me start from the beginning. My name's Lissa. My parents own a huge factory and were rich, very rich. How did I meet Tom? And why didn't I realize right away that he was pretending to steal our mansion? One day, I was walking through the mall with my friend Lily. We walked from store to store until we reached the most expensive boutique in town. The name spoke for itself, luxury. Once inside, we immediately noticed the stunning shoes. Gold color, decorated with rhinestones, unbelievable. The price was not significant, $200,000. But I fell in love with them at first sight. So without thinking twice, I took the shoes to the checkout counter. I was greeted there by a guy with the name Tom on his badge. Did you see the price? He asked in surprise. Yes, 200,000. Here's the credit card. Tom almost dropped his jaw as he processed my purchase. He packed my shoes very carefully, and Lily and I headed for the exit. Suddenly, Tom called out to us in an uncertain voice. Excuse me, I'm going to finish soon. Would you like to have some coffee? Lily and I looked at each other, and then, without even turning around, we laughed out loud. We found the idea of going out for coffee with an ordinary salesman hilarious. My friend and I said goodbye in the parking lot. As I was driving down the highway, in my rearview mirror, I noticed a suspicious car that seemed to be following me. Even pulling into the grounds of my mansion, I saw the same car drive by slowly. Maybe it was just a coincidence? 
and he was on his way. I walked into the house, a huge mansion on the outskirts of town. Already in the bedroom, I unpacked my purchase. I twirled in the shoes in front of the mirror for a while. Very beautiful. I wish I could have gone to school in them and wowed everyone. Even though my family was one of the richest in town, I still had to go to an ordinary school with children from poor families. Unfortunately, there were no other schools in the area. Oh, what a contingent it was. For example, the next day while I was walking down the hall, some nitwits shoved me, which caused the books I was carrying to scatter all over the floor. What a jerk. I gritted through my teeth. I agree. Someone handed me one of the books. I looked up and saw the cashier from the store. Tony? I asked in surprise. Tom, actually. Actually, I don't care. I'm new here. Can you show me around the school? I laughed out loud without another word, carried on with my business. At the end of the day, there was a nasty surprise waiting for me in the parking lot. One of my tires was flat. Oh, crap. Wow, that looks like a serious puncture. Tom whistled. It was like he'd appeared out of thin air. I was not in the mood and barked, Piss off! Okay, just wanted to help you with changing the tire. Wait! <sighs> I sighed heavily. The spare's in the trunk. Tom jacked the car up and replaced the tire. He did it easily, like he'd been doing it since he was a kid. When he was done, the guy asked me, How about a cup of coffee now? Just for a little while? I only said yes because he helped me. Tom nodded and jumped in the car. We drove to a coffee shop nearby. At first, Tom struck me as very chatty, but I had to admit, his stories were very funny. One of them made me laugh so hard, I even got coffee coming out of my nose. After the cafe, I volunteered to give Tom a ride home, but he politely declined. I shook my hands, started the car, and drove off. I could forget about the meeting, but at dinner, I accidentally spilled grape juice on the white tablecloth, and in the red stain spreading across the table, I suddenly saw Tom's face. There were his cheekbones, his forehead, his funny ears. I admired the stain and sighed languidly. My mother's voice brought me back to reality. Maybe you can help me take off the tablecloth. Okay, Mom. I spent the rest of the evening cleaning the stain and thinking about Tom. This had never happened to me before. I think I'm in love. When I met Lily at school the next day, I told her everything. My friend frowned. That Tom came out of nowhere. Don't you think that's weird? You're right. I should have gotten some information about him. Lily was worried about me. She was my best friend, and she was the only one who could deal with my hot temper. And what was our surprise? When we met Tom again outside the school, in his hand, he held a glass of coffee. Here, your favorite, with almond syrup. I remembered. The guy winked. Oh, thanks, but Lily and I have to run. I grabbed a glass, and my friend and I quickly left. I needed a break to find out who this Tom really was. So at night, I planned to check all social media and find out more about him, but not until after the gym, which I did every Wednesday. I stayed a little longer than usual that day. So, I had to walk through the dark parking lot to get to my car. Just when I was opening the door, I heard a whistle. When I turned around, I saw the figure of a huge boogeyman emerge from the semi-darkness. He muttered, Beautiful car. Must be expensive. 
His stone gave me a good scare. I wanted to run away, but my legs stopped responding. I'll call the police. But it wasn't so easy to scare the man. He had already stretched out his arms to grab me. I squeezed my eyes shut with fear. But a few seconds passed and nothing happened. I cautiously opened my eyes and saw Tom. Next to the guy was the defeated boogeyman lying on the pavement. He was shaking his fist and screaming in pain. Come on, let's get out of here, shouted my savior. You, you saved me, I whispered. Tom put me in the passenger seat and he jumped behind the wheel. The car screeched out of the parking lot. I told Tom the address of my house. When we pulled up outside the mansion, the guy exclaimed, wow, this house is huge. While he admired the mansion, I admired him. It was great that he'd saved me and brought me home unharmed. Tom started to say something, but I didn't listen. I clung to my savior and kissed him. Tom hugged me and we kissed for a few more minutes. However, it was time to say goodbye. At home, I couldn't stop thinking about my Prince Charming and I fell asleep with a smile on my lips. So, did you find out who Tom really is? Lily asked me the next morning. Yes, he's my hero, my savior. My friend was confused when she heard me say that, but I didn't have time to go into details. I wanted to see Tom as soon as possible. So, I invited him over to my house for dinner. Come over tonight, and I'll show you around the mansion. I'm sorry, but I'm not ready to meet your parents yet. He hesitated. Don't worry, they're gone for the weekend. Tom closed his locker, smiled, and nodded. In the evening, I met him on the doorstep, and we had a real tour of my house. We visited almost every room. But for some reason, that study interested him the most. He was looking around with a keen eye. He was especially interested in my dad's safe. Tom kept looking at it, and then suddenly started asking strange questions. When did your mom and dad meet? When were you born? And your parents? I was glad that Tom wanted to know more about me and my family, so I gladly answered all of his questions. After the tour, I invited the boy over to the table. We ate and chatted happily, and then Tom poured me my favorite grape juice. I was extraordinarily lucky to meet you here to our meeting, and you. Bottoms up. Wonderful toast, Tom. We clanked glasses, and I drank the juice. Suddenly, my phone rang. It was Lily. I had to leave the table, go up to my room and answer it. My friend was really hysterical. She was screaming, I checked it out! Tom the burglar! No way! I couldn't hear another word. My ears were ringing, my eyes were getting blurry, and my legs buckled, and I fell down. The last thing I remembered was Tom's sly smile, and the rest you already know. When I woke up, my head was literally pounding. Of course, the creep had put something in my glass. Tom had bagged everything he could find, and now he was about to flee the scene of the crime with his girlfriend. I used you to steal your family's money. I felt so sorry for myself, but wanting to rip that bastard to shreds helped me pull myself together. Meanwhile, Tom and his girlfriend jumped in the car. I ran to my dad's office. The safe was open, and there were bills scattered around. So that's why Tom was asking all those questions. He wanted the password to the safe, and apparently, he had succeeded. I rushed downstairs to the main entrance. I opened the doors and saw Tom's car heading for the gate. 
Well, I'd have to give chase. I wouldn't want to give up everything that belonged to my family that easily. But the tire of my car was flat again. It was in the same place it had been in the parking lot. Now I knew. Tom had a whole plan to lure me into his web. He slashed my tire outside the school, and that bouncer didn't just show up at the gym. Tom had sent him too. That bastard had to do everything he could to get me to like him. Well, he succeeded. He had me wrapped around his finger so easily. I ran out into the road in a panic. But all I had to do was to watch the crooks car leave the grounds of the mansion. Exhausted, I sat down on the pavement and wept bitterly. Suddenly, the sound of a police siren was heard somewhere nearby. This was my last chance to set things right. As I ran out the gate, I saw Tom and his girlfriend being detained by the police. Standing next to the police car was my Lily. My friend rushed toward me. Are you okay? I am now. Did you call the cops? Yes, right after the call. We hugged. I was so grateful to Lily for being there for me. You're lucky. The robber took a long time with the safe and didn't have time to get away, said the policeman who came up to us. Thank you, officer. I walked over to the patrol car. Tom was sitting in the back seat, handcuffed. He looked at me with eyes full of hate. I smiled and waved. The police left, and Lily and I went back to my place to celebrate my rescue. By the way, that story had taught me something. After I'd almost lost everything, I realized that I was worthless on my own. So it's time for me to change. I'm learning to be kinder and better, and Lily's helping me do that. What life events made you change? It would be great if you could tell me your story in the comments. And don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Bye! Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.